You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network as we move through our Nip Tuck rewatch, our recap series. Quite deep now into the third season, we are up to episode 11. It is entitled Abby Mays. A uh, very interesting, very. Um, memorable and a very good episode. I really liked this episode. Uh, first aired on the 29th of November, 2005. It was written by Hank Chilton, directed by Michael M. Robin. And, uh, yeah, got some juicy stuff, no puns intended, uh, in this episode. Uh, my name is Ben, and I had the best orgasm of my life with you. And I'm Nick, and, uh, here's something that slipped through the cracks. Some guy's cocking your boyfriend's ass. <laughs> Oh, welcome everybody. If you've never listened to an episode of Nip Tuck uh, recaps before on the Oz Network. Um, <laughs> we're obviously coming off the back, no pun intended, uh, of a great episode last week. Um, and we've got another good one. This is just one of these ones that you remember. All you need to say is Nip Tuck, paper bag, people remember this episode. Um, so it's kind of like one of the, the few cases that if you've got somebody who's been a casual viewer of this show... Uh, you know, there is there are certain episodes you mention and they'll automatically remember it. This is one, the paper bag episode. Um, but yeah, just I as I said last week, I just love Christian in this episode. I just even though he's an absolute asshole, there's so little you can defend Christian within this episode, if anything at all. But he's just oh just you just feel for the guy. Like even though he's an absolute cock. Um but yeah, I love this episode. I always remember this episode, and I always look forward to getting to this episode whenever I do a rewatch of Nip Tuck. Yeah, I think it is one of those. It's yeah, a little bit iconic, really. Um, y- you always kind of remember this, and yeah, I mean, Christian is an asshole, and um, I think trying to you know, sometimes you hate him, and you should hate him because um, he is just an absolute prick. And this is one of those episodes where he is, and you'd expect him to be given what he's been through. But you know, there there are healthier ways to deal with this kind of thing, and and he's not into dealing with things in a healthy way. So yeah, it's fun. Absolutely, even though it shouldn't be. No, exactly. But there's a uh, an appearance too. Like I like to bring up when uh, an actor from Ryan Murphy's previous show, Popular, ever makes an appearance. And there's a great actor from uh, Popular in this episode too, which I'll get to. And I've actually just even noticed on Ryan Murphy's Wikipedia page. There, if you ever go to like some of these, uh, you know. Uh, directors or producers who constantly work with the same actors. They've actually got a table on um, on Ryan Murphy's Wikipedia page where you've got, like, they show, like, what familiar artists he works with and how many of his shows he's been in. So, like, you know, if you look at Sarah Paulson, for example, obviously we talked about last season, you know, she's been in, like, four different of his shows. Like, he, he loves to cast Sarah Paulson and, like, you know, lots of his different shows. You'll see so many of these actors that he, like, casts in different shows. So, yeah, uh, we'll get to we'll get to the actor in this one. He's obviously in Popular, he's in Nip Tuck, and he's also in Glee as well. So, another one that Ryan Murphy likes to revisit a lot, but he's actually a good actor, and I like the guy. And he's one of these ones that I'm sad we don't see him much else. But we'll get to him. But um, we start off. And uh, we find out that there's been some hate crime going on at Matt's school. And the only connection that the Miami, the esteemed Miami PD uh, can do is that, oh, both were patients uh, of yours, Sean. Like, again, I, I love this episode, but this is a bit of a loose bow to thread, Miami PD, that, oh, there's a connection. They were both patients of yours. Like, is that it? Like, are they really, like, have they found the carver yet? Like, what are they doing? Like, is this back to, you know, frisky murder, like, hunt? Um, but I, yeah, I, I was going to say, there's, uh, there's, there's no, no dead hamsters for them to follow <laughs> up on at the moment. So they're, they're on to the next highest in, 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 of importance. And yeah, this is it. We really needed to like do this from the beginning. Just the Miami PD ineptness of this, you know, pathetic police department in Miami. No wonder they moved to LA. Um, but so I, I do kind of like this detective guy who I believe we see a couple of times, detective Fishman, if I'm not mistaken, I think we see him a couple of times, but, um, he sort of, uh, what does he say to, um, Christian, like sort of Sean mentions, oh, how long till we can find a missing report, missing person's report mentions about being left at the altar. And he just laughs at him like, oh, I didn't think that sort of stuff happens to you. Like bit of a dick detective moment here. Uh, I mean, you know, fair enough. Christian's a, you know, attractive guy, doesn't get left behind, but, uh, you know, really? Like, come on now. Uh, just to also correct myself, yes, this is the fourth episode we've had Detective Fishman in his final appearance. So, um, yeah, we do see this guy a lot. But, um, 
Yeah, we, we get a, a a few little bit here in terms of, you know, Sean talking to Christian about, you know, it's been a few weeks. So we get at least this is one of these episodes where we actually do find out how long it's been. Um, has it been a few weeks or am I think making that up? I think it's been a few weeks, right? No. Um, it's it's kind of, um, yeah, it, it's not really specified, is it? It's, as we've talked about many times, is that the, the timeline is always a bit skewy on these things. It's It's a bit hard to tell. I swear it ha- like where am I getting that from in my head? I swear this is maybe it's the next episode, which I like to forget, but I swear it's being mentioned in this episode there's been a few weeks. Anyway, whatever. So, um yeah, Christian sort of say like, Oh, Kim is gone, I'm moving on, you know, I'm a superhero, I'm gonna put that K back on, fly myself to every single bar and bang myself silly. We've got some Christian back, it's good. Um but then we obviously uh meet our uh patient for this episode, uh Abby Mays. She calls herself a Clydesdale. Uh, she, she wants to change herself. Uh, she wants some surgery. She wants guys like you to look at me. I love how she, like, flirts with him. Um, she calls herself Flabby Abby. And then, uh, you know, just Christian just does not care. Like, where is Sean in this consult? Why is Christian taking this? If Sean really cares for Christian, like, shouldn't he be there to, like, help him? And where's Quinton again? Like, we'll get to him, I guess. But, um... Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of I like this actress who plays her, Rebecca Metz. She's she plays this character very well. You know, obviously, when she's saying like, just because I'm ugly doesn't mean I'm attracted to ugly, and you know, kind of just this back and forth. And then obviously, Christian just you know brings back a great callback scene here, obviously to our very very first episode. Give me your lipstick, take off your clothes, goes to town on her, just showing all sort of like the bits and pieces of her that are unattractive and what needs fixing. And, uh, obviously he's imagining it's Kimber at the same time. And I like that one point when Abby sort of gives him an awkward smile and then like, he's going to town, he's getting all passionate about it. And then it's like, what's wrong? I ran out of lipstick. And then what does he say? Like, oh, what about my face? Oh, that's salvageable. Um, put back, you put clothes back on. You look like a roadmap to hell. So, you know, we're obviously painting ourselves here that Christian's not a very nice guy in this episode, but I do like kind of the setup here with it. And I, you know, obviously you've been watching this show since day one. It's a great callback to the very first episode. I think they also do a good job of making Abby um, not unlikable, but I think if she was like this really sweet character that you, you know, that you really, really liked, it would be it would be difficult to kind of buy what happens throughout the rest of this episode. But I think the fact that, you know, she's a little bit unlikable and a little bit annoying kind of helped sell this as well. Because um, I think it would have been too much if she's, you know, the sweetheart. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a good piece of casting. It's well acted. Um, I think she's got to be, when we talk about, you know, your best one-time character, She might, she's going to be in the discussion, I would imagine. Oh, great. Agree. And she, and she, like, let's kind of spoil this. She does make an appearance in a future episode, kind of in, uh, I think I've sort of alluded to, there's a there's an episode moving forward where, I think it's next season too, from memory, where Christian, I think, has got to move out or something like that. And he kind of has a, a flashback of all the women that he's had in his bedroom. And like, we see, um, oh, the blind chick, I've forgotten her name. Uh, but like, we see- Natasha. Yeah, Natasha. So we see a few of his ex-lovers in a room in sort of a, a dream sequence. And she's there. So we, we see Flabby Abby again. Uh, so I kind of like how they bring her back and stuff like that. So yeah, just like, she's good. I like, and the thing is like, you're, you're right. Like she's not exactly the most likable person. She's kind of a bit annoying, but it, it kind of, um, reminds me a little bit about a few episodes ago of, uh, the, the Kimber woman, uh, that like, you know, uh, he, he gets with, uh, so like kind of how I mentioned that episode, like I like it sometimes when Christian gets with like an unattractive woman, if you know what I mean. So it's kind of just a nice, something a little bit different, but, um, it's just so fascinating the kind of this storyline, how just much of a dick Christian is, but she doesn't care. And like, we get obviously a great payoff at the end of this episode when she talks about that. So, um, yeah, Rebecca Metz is great. I love her in this, in the show. And can I just say, I don't think she's that ugly. Like, I mean, I've seen uglier people on this show. I'm not saying she's hot, but like, you know. I don't know about you, but like she's not the most ugliest person I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, no, no, I would agree. I think, but again, I, I think the thing is, is that, um, yeah, it's that, it's that, that fine line between, um, you know, kind of feeling sympathy for her, but also feeling kind of, yeah, it's, it's that pity when she kind of lets herself, you know, kind of be taken advantage by him later in the episode. And I think that, yeah. um, yeah, you you need somebody that that kind of it walks that fine line between being unlikable, but also, um, you know, kind of yeah, uh, likable at the same time. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah, like I say, a fine line really. So then we get uh, we get to our Quentin storyline, and 
Can I just, I just really want to, before I get to this storyline, we're, we're going to meet this soldier with some debris in his face. Can we just, like, point out the obvious plot hole here? That Quinton was brought in to McNamara Troy because he was a face surgeon. The leading face surgeon in, like, the southeast of the USA, right? We, I think we established that a few episodes ago when we are doing the facial transplant. This never gets brought up again. And, like, you know, he's a guy who needs something done to his face, and yet we'll talk about this, I think, with the overall Sean sort of I hate you moment and all this sort of stuff. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I've written here in large capital letters, he is a face doctor. Um, but we meet uh, Corporal Brandt here, and this is our this is our popular actor. For those esteemed popular fans out there of Ryan Murphy, Bryce Johnson played uh, Josh, of course, the uh, sort of the lead jock guy in Popular. Um, so I, I kind of like to, I don't know about you, I think Noah and I have had these conversations about certain things, like when it came to the James Bond universe, when they've got the same actor playing different characters in future movies, I always kind of like to think that this is Josh from Popular, and he's gone into the army, he's changed his name, and, like, he's <laughs> gotten married, and he's, you know, all the Ryan Murphy universes are connected somehow, so that's just me being an idiot, but, uh, he's been, uh, I, I guess Iraq, Afghanistan, has it actually mentioned whereabouts he's been stationed, but, uh, he's, uh, got Iraq, some- I think. Yeah, he's got some shrapnel in his face, um, and we obviously have this harrowing story with his with uh, you know Sean and Quentin, uh, you know, saying how he got these wounds that he kind of had a a, a, a what a roadside bomb there on like the most dangerous road in the world, and kind of his friend got killed, and he saw the guy with the rocket launcher. It wasn't a grenade; it was a rocket launcher. Uh, you know, laughing, so he went after him and just like shoved his thumbs in his eyes and, like, absolutely brutally murdered this guy. One thing I'm always surprised about this is that they don't actually kind of do a flashback. That's what Nip Tuck sometimes will do, isn't it, in these scenes? It's like, you'll kind of see this, like, in sort of a flashback, if you know what I mean. So, like, I mean, maybe it was too graphic for them to do it. I don't know. I just kind of, this scene's like one of those scenes which they would do that, if you know what I mean. Probably just too expensive. Couldn't yeah. be bothered. Couldn't be bothered going to Iraq. They, they spend enough money making it look like it's Miami. So, um... Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like it's you know, it's it's sort of like hearing all this sort of stuff, and it's you know very confronting what you're hearing this guy do, and obviously you know he's sort of saying like, oh, I'm numb to it, you know, and sort of like getting used to this sort of stuff. And what is this where Quentin's like, oh, you know, anybody can get used to slaughter or whatever he says. But he's obviously mentioning about his wife Chloe, you know, kind of little subtle references here, <laughs> you know, to what we're about to get, and then he's going to stay here and do recruitment for them. Okay, fair enough. We've met our patient. Here he is. Uh, anything to add on uh, our corporal here? And do you do you get the subtle Quinton corporal flirtatious vibes here? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so. I, I think one of the things that um, we can point out about this is I think the makeup's really impressive. I think they've done a yeah. good job of kind of making him look like, you know, he has been, you know, in a, a roadside bomb or whatever. I think, yeah, it, it does look really good. Uh, and Bryce Johnson, not to be... Con- wasn't there a Survivor contestant called Bryce Johnson? Uh, <laughs> was... Was that? Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I just yeah. kind of, that just clicked. Kagai Arms, Bryce, that was Bryce Johnson, wasn't it? So. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> there you go, folks. I'm <laughs> not the same person. Don't even resemble each other in the slightest. But, uh, so we get this surgery in. Now, I've got a feeling you're going to complain about the music choice here, Nick. What else could they use here? <laughs> like, fat bottom girls. Come on. Like, getting. Yeah, this- I. I- yeah, this is one where I think you kind of have to you have to use that, don't you? I think it's um oh. it, it's kind of obligatory, really. It's hilarious and kind of just like you know I've written here random Liz, and but then all of a sudden it kind of does get you know explained. But like he's just going to town. Christian is just sucking the crap out of this fat, being super ru- rough. And what is it like? Liz, like, it looks like you're scraping ice off a windshield. Uh, you know, and then we've got to get the um, the the reference to the fact that we're here in Miami. When it's like, you're going to make her look like she's been playing linebacker for the Dolphins. Because remember, we're in Miami, the beloved Miami Dolphins. Let's go over yeah. the fact that I believe that people in Miami don't give a shit about their sporting teams. Um, but, you know, kind of, I, I do like this line here from Liz. Like, I know, like, you've sort of mentioned a few episodes ago about how, like, Liz is just the preachy one. But I, I do think it's kind of a, an important bit that she says. Like, Christian, I can understand why, you know, you've you've had a tough year. You were you were attacked. You were accused of murder. You were rejected by your mother, left at the altar. Like, kind of, yeah, he's had a pretty shit year. It's not just completely Kimber, uh, you know, leaving at the altar. And then just, you know, obviously just uh, Christian just losing it. Like, enough of the feminazi bullshit just like goes off her and kicks her out and there's nurse linda but good old nurse linda she hasn't really said anything in a while um 
And it kind of obviously uh, connects back to the other surgery scene where, again, for some reason, Christian needs no help with this because Sean and Quinton are helping each other. Um, and this is uh, obviously our soldier is getting his stuff pulled out. We've got sort of a, a song here. I, I believe it's like Frankie Goes to Hollywood has done a version of War. I didn't realize they did a version of, you know, War, what is it good for? Um, like, we, we get a bit of back and forth about the swash stickers at Matt's school, Quinton talking about it. Uh, and this is just like, I just don't get how this plays out. I have a real, this is why I have a problem with this, how like, we talked about this last episode about how Quinton all of a sudden is just hated by everyone. It's just a gradual thing. But then we just get this, I hate you. Like, you know, you want to know something? Like, it's just so random. I just, this scene cringes me. Um, and you're like, oh, you want a declaration of war? You know, as soon as your contract runs out. Uh, and then with like Quinton's little line there. Like, I actually kind of like Quinton's line here. He's like, that's okay. You can treat me how you want, but I'll just go home and take all that leftover aggression out on Julia. Um, screwing Julia. So I just, I don't know. I just like Quinton's reaction there, but just this whole, I hate you. Like, it's just, it's so random. It just makes me cringe. I don't know how you feel about it. It's about Anakin Skywalker, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'd agree. It, it, and we talked about this a little bit last time, didn't we, around it? It, it, um, it, it all kind of, they take the short road to making Quentin an asshole, and um, I, I'm not sure that, you know, I really buy it either. Um, it, yeah, it, it's just a shame. I think we could have done more with Quentin, but, you know, this is the road that we're taking, is making this guy seem, you know, a bit crazy. And, um, yeah, it's we're just going to, you know, very, very quickly turn him from this, you know, bland kind of doctor that's in surgery to, you know, everyone hates him. And there's really nothing behind it, really, mm. um, other than, you know, and maybe a little bit of jealousy on Sean's part at this point. I mean, that's the only thing he's got to hate about him um, is that, you know, he's with Julia. That's about it. And it's just a cringeworthy line that Sean says, like, Quinton's talking about, like, you know, hate crimes, about how, like, you know, blah, 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 these aren't hate crimes. And the way Sean's like, oh, what about screwing your partner's ex-wife? Is that a hate crime? Like, what? Like, you know, Sean, Jesus. Like, I'm I'm kind of Quinton here, and I like Sean, but Sean's just a little bit annoying in this scene. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it doesn't quite feel true to the character, I suppose. It's a, it's, it's a little bit um, hard to get your head around, I suppose. Um, yeah. Now, um, we have... Uh, so we now get Quinton and the Corporal. Um, well, this is a bit of an interesting scene. <laughs> so, like, Well, I think it's interesting that, you know, the, the way that, um, you know, the, the, the Corporal kind of... He's very guarded with, with yeah. Quentin at first. I think it's well acted. You know, it is yeah. well played. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. He's checking his stitches and then he's got another scar and he's got to check them and one thing leads to another and he's got to, got some scars down on his uh, lower regions and then, you know, he tries to do a little bit, what are you doing? You know, I'm I'm not a faggot. And it's like, oh, you know, I can see why you wanted Sean to look at you and not me. And are they implying he's got an erection? I don't see it, but... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, that's that's the implication. Yeah, I mean, without actually showing it, I mean, I guess that the the, the you kind of have to do a little bit. Can't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This this is, this isn't a show um, that gets into um, into that kind of thing. Really, it, it's all implied, isn't it? Yeah, and I guess you know the time. What is it? We two thousand and five. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously, Nip Tuck's not shying away from sort of you know gay storylines in the past and won't in the future. But I mean, I guess kind of also got to look, you know. Uh, time recording this 12 years ago, maybe still not as kind of as acceptable as it is today, uh, you know, with ratings. Well, it's certainly not. Yeah, and, and certainly if we can talk about acceptable, I mean, part of the story here is that um, this is this is pre the, you know, um, don't ask, the don't removal tell. of don't ask, don't tell policy. So, you know, this is this actually doesn't play quite the same way as it would now because this wouldn't be such a big issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that that's something that we just need to to kind of actually bookmark here is that yeah there is a there is a um, a reason why this becomes a bigger storyline is that they can go to his superior officers and and they've got something over him. well Quinton's got something over him um, yeah and I will just say backtrack as well I really didn't like using that f word it's a word I really do not like using but in the context of explaining I kind of think it was a pro I won't use it for the second time when he says it in this episode but um. Well, I mean, it's on the show. I mean, you're, yeah. you're not using words that aren't on the show. So, yeah, I mean, that's okay. I still just, I just, it's like, I, I say, I speak what I say. I don't really shy away from it. It is, 
there are a few words that I do often feel uncomfortable using, and that is one word I do not like using. So, anyway. Right. Um, but we get Christian shows up to Delamere. Um, here he is. Good on him. Um, talking to Julia. You know, glad to see you. Oh, great about sort of, you know, the design standards. I'm glad you approved. Pretty poor Jolly Richardson acting here. I'm glad you approved. Yeah, I- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're 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 back to um yeah, kind of the the stiff line readings are, are back. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, I I kind of like how you know he's like, oh, enough of the pity. Okay, you know he's here to see, uh, obviously Abby and I love just kind of like this scene how it's played off of like evil Julian McMahon. Like you can kind of see why he was cast as Doctor Doom. Just the way he kind of plays this, he just sort of walks in, he's so menacing, but just like evil but charming all at the same time. Uh, actually, random thing. I was watching one of these Watch Mojo. I know I talked this off air about kind of a, a few Nip Tuck references. I watched the top ten most miscast characters in comic book movie history. They had like Julian McMahon, like number six as Doctor Doom. Now I don't know a whole lot about comic books when it comes to stuff like that, and I've seen Fantastic Four, and I really liked him as Doctor Doom. So I don't know. Like that's a random episode to talk about, but yeah, like don't rip into Julian McMahon. Leave Julian McMahon alone. They said he had no screen well, presence. Well, I think I I don't agree with that, and I think that it's um, he's basically Christian, isn't he? In, in those in those movies, he does feel like he comes across as the same type of character, really. Mm. Um, that kind of a little bit smarmy, a little bit um, up himself. Um, yeah, so I, no, I wouldn't agree with that. Yeah, so uh, we obviously didn't get him walking in evil. He opens the curtains, and kind of Abby's just running a mouth. And you know, as we kind of said before, it's you know, a bit annoying. I just love the way that like, Christian sits down and on that chair, and he's kind of like rubbing the arms of the chair. He doesn't say anything. Then he's just like, "Shut up!" And he's just like, "Let's take a look at you." Like it's just like the way he's just such a dick. And, like takes her clothes off, and it's like, "Oh, this is amazing work." And you know, "Oh, Flabby Abby's dead." Like, did you beat me with a broom handle? Um, and then just kind of like, you know, her just being annoying. And then he's like, oh, when can I go out and, you know, start dating and meet my Christian Troy? And then just the way Christian just so like, be at my place Friday at eight. Um, and it's kind of like, I remember watching this episode the first time, like, I'm like, what the hell? Like, what's he doing? Like, why is he doing this? Um, can I just point out the obvious here? He doesn't give her an address. Like, I know she read about him in Ocean Drive magazine or something like that, but... Is this just every woman in Miami knows where Christian Troy lives? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go go to the house with the um with the shower behind the bed. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why all the women hang out the front of guys? Uh, that's yeah. where Qu- Christian lives. But um, I just, like, I just maybe like Batman. There's just like yeah. puts up the, the Christian signal into the sky, and you know where he is. It's a big cock. Um, I, yeah. I, I just, I just again love the same way I love Christian so much. Is I just love how he's such an evil prick. I always like the evil people in things, and just yeah, maybe I just, I just love him so much in this episode. I don't know if you've got anything to say about this scene, but it's just, it's just so good. Um, yeah, I mean, it is good. I, th- I think it is really well done. Um, and. Yeah, I, I mean, totally what you say about him being an asshole, and I, I think it works because she doesn't react to it, and and that's really good. You know, I think, like I said earlier, I think if we get this really nice girl, um, uh, yeah, it's, they play it right down the middle where it needs to be. Like she, she's into him, but she's also not particularly likable. So yeah, I think it, I think it's done really well. And I think that's what works well in this episode, and we'll get to obviously a lot of the reveal with stuff, is kind of how you kind of can't get a read on her in terms of particularly what's going to happen next. So, like, it's kind of, it's great how they kind of bring that back in the episode and you get this that closing scene with her. And it's kind of like, again, how we, we've got the ongoing trope of nip-tuck never really having the, the best outcomes for these patients. And it's kind of like, she doesn't have a good outcome, but it turns out good for her. So, it's kind of, it's weird. So, I, I just kind of like how they play that off with her. So, yeah. Um... Speaking of we, no, I shouldn't say that. Playing off, I've written here Quinton getting rogered. Um, <laughs> because yes. here we go. Quinton is uh, having a fun old time with the corporal. Uh, he's uh, they're having sex. Good for them. Uh, Sean just looks in. Um, <laughs> Sean the perv <laughs> watching. You know, I love the look on Quinton's face though. Like just kind of like it's kind of. It's a weird look of kind of, like, satisfaction in the fact that, obviously, for reasons why, um, but, like, just, like, it's kind of like he's just got this elaborate plan to get caught, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think this is probably a mark of the times as well as that, you know, Sean's look of, you know, kind of absolute disgust, and it kind of plays off a little bit of of homophobia to me that I think 
you know, like he's obviously walked in on Christian doing this God knows how many times with women. And I think the fact that it's a man, you know, suddenly makes this a, a much more kind of heinous act. And I don't like that element of it. That kind of upsets me a little bit because, yeah, I, th- I think I think they overplay that a little bit. Um, you know, Sean, Sean's seen this all before. It just happens to be two guys, which, you know, makes it worse. Which I think kind of what Quentin will get to say soon is kind of a good point. But we kind of get this scene. Like, I don't know how I feel about this scene. This is one of the weaker bits. And it's, it's kind of... Sean, not the biggest star of this episode. Like, this is kind of one of the few times I think I really like, Sean, this episode, eh. You know, he's kind of just, you know, okay. But, like, we get him showing up to Julia's. here to see Matt and he's screwing Ariel in the room. Um, but it, like, you know, I, I kind of like Sean, Jesus, they're having sex. Like, what do you think he's doing, Sean? Like, I mean, you know, he's a, what, a 17 year old, 18 year old boy at this point. Of course he's having sex with his teenage girlfriend. Um, and then kind of like a bit of double standards here again, like as he was saying about like, oh, provided condoms or oh, like, like what you did. Um, I do kind of like the throwbacks here, like nip tuck, good continuity with a lot of stuff here. Um, and then, like, what really annoys me here with Sean is the way he's, like, talking about, like, oh, it's all about your career all of a sudden. You know, it's not about having a family. It slipped through the cracks. It's like, Sean, like, I'm not trying to defend Julia as much because, you know, we're kind of losing interest in Julia. But, like, has she not given enough up for you? Like, all of a sudden she wants to go into her career a little bit here that you've kind of been a bit of a dick? Um, I don't know. I just Sean annoys me this episode. Um, but then we, we obviously get, um, you know, this is where he mentions about, like, oh, your boyfriend had a cock in his ass. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, I hope you double bag it when Matt walks out. It's like, what did you say to her? Um, and then, you know, I love Sean's kind of, re- I will say I like Sean's reaction here when he's like, oh, you know, I thought you'd be out hate committing hate crimes. Um, and then just kind of the back and forth. And then Matt, you shut your mouth. We're in love. Like they make out with this heavy metal music. This is a bit cringeworthy here. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's really the line. Why do you really always bad, choose yeah. hate over, why do you choose hate over love, man? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is a bit much. Yeah, it's um, and I think it's really one of these things. I I do get you know, I talk a little bit about um, Liz and how we, we kind of like the default behaviour for her is to kind of be this moralistic, you know, uphold the, the, you know, whatever the right thing is to do. And I also think the default they go to is Sean a lot, which I had kind of forgotten was that he gets angry and shouts a whole lot and. You know, I think his best work is when he's not shouting. And um, it's a bit of a shame that we, we kind of go back to another scene where he's just yelling. Um, and I think that that's disappointing because um, there's quite a bit of that going on. Um, I think we, we're back to some, um, even though the lines are a little bit clunky, I think the acting and the kind of expressions um, that John Hensley's putting through here in his performance um, is really good. Like, yeah. it's, it's good fun. I think he kind of, he does a good job at this. Like, there's even a, like, it's a bit of... Um, you know, when he first kind of confronts Sean, he has this kind of look and his head kind yeah. of swings around. And I think it's all just done really well. Like, I think it's almost like it reminds me of um, The Rock and his, you know, his <laughs> days as a, as a WWE wrestler, this kind of like this real cocky attitude. And, you know, just his mannerisms are, are, are really good. I think it works really well. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we now back to the uh, practice and... His old uh, corporal's wife, uh, she's there chilling and stuff and getting wanted to get a baby and just, you know, talking about like, oh, it's so good to he's back. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, have you had a physical since you've been there? Sean kind of coming in and being a bit of a dick and, oh, you know, I'll make an appointment with Dr. Filcher or whatever his name is. It's like, oh, you know, honey, have you got my sweater? Oh, it's in the car. So then kind of like Sean is like, oh, have you told your wife about your extracurricular activities? You know, I, I saw you have anal intercourse. And then I kind of like Quinton's line there when he's like, oh, so I had sex with the patient. I thought that was company policy around here. Um, just kind of like Quinton and Sean's back and forth. And, you know, the corporal sort of saying like, you know, oh, look, I'm not gay. And just like, what are you talking about? Um, and then just kind of, you know, Sean obviously threatens and basically says like, look, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to, like, report this and say that you can admit that you were sexually abused without your consent uh, or you can face your fate with the military and, you know, ad- admit to it. And so, obviously, you know, this corporal, fair enough, he's got to basically, you know, oh, admit that he was raped and kind of get quit and fired or admit, as you kind of alluded to, like, the whole don't ask, don't tell situation. He's going to lose his job and, obviously, he's going to probably lose his wife as well. So, it's kind of, this guy, by all means, like, he has no reason to defend Quinton. Um... You know, so it, it's kind of like a, an interesting scene here. And I kind of think just quickly, because I think we might talk about the Julia scene separately, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything to add here, but, you know, it's good acting. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I, I do like the um, the way Sean kind of delivers these lines. Like, it, like it's a, he, he almost sounds like Siri, doesn't he? Like, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like you know, um, about having anal intercourse. You know, like just the, just the way it's presented is just like really funny. Um, and yeah, so I think we're back to um, to Sean giving some good line readings here. So you know, I re- I do really enjoy that. And yeah, I think. <laughs> this kind of doesn't really move the characters on too much but it's the scene you need like you you do need to have the scene happen so yeah this this one feels like one of those ones it's a scene that has to happen um but yeah it's i I think it's well delivered by all the actors i just want to see what would siri do with that hey siri how do you have anal intercourse Here's what I found on the web for how do you have anal intercourse. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> pretty thorough. Uh, <laughs> I won't read out the results properly, but um, <laughs> although I will say this one, this is the funniest one. Why does anal sex hurt? Oh, okay, fair enough. So if you've wondered, ask uh, Siri, she'll be able to tell you. Anyway, um, so <laughs> we then get Quentin and Julia. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, look, I feel so sorry for Quinton all of a sudden. I forget how much he kind of just gets ragged on in this poor season. Um, but, you know, they're sort of talking here and Julie's been a bit mysterious and, oh, you know, let's go into the, um, the bath and, you know, just, just a little side note here. Just notice that Quinton keeps his undies on. I've kind of, you know, that's a, just, just remember that. Um, and, you know, they're here and he's, she's sort of questioning him about, oh, I heard you had sex with a patient. And it's like, if you're gay, I'll understand. It's like, oh, you know, he's just trying to come between us. And, you know, it's kind of Quentin trying to defend it. And then here, obviously, we get some great little lines about their memorable dance floor experience. Ugh. Um, but we obviously kind of, what does he say? Like, I do things differently. I have honor involved. And like, because we get Julia here, like, why haven't you had sex with me? And we've been dating for a month. And then poor old horny Julia is like, oh, sometimes I don't want honor. So, you know, uh, Quentin goes to town with his fingers and we kind of get moan-faced Julia. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, like, the thing that I think this is... This is kind of like a throwaway sort of scene because it's like, oh, you know, what will Julia react? Because, like, Julia Quentin never goes anywhere, clearly. Wait till the next episode. Um, but, like, it's definitely one when we get to the finale that I feel you need to remember. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree with that, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add here about Moanface Julia or not really. Um, I mean, a lot, I, I, I do try and think about if we didn't have the Julia Quentin stuff, would it have made much of a difference to the story? And I feel like it kind of, I guess it, it kind of propels the, you know, the, the Sean and, and Quentin issue, you know, it brings that to a conclusion. Um, so I guess you kind of need it from that perspective. Um, it, it, you know, I, I guess in, if we're looking at the scale in terms of pointless storylines, it, it has more value than the, than the Sean Nicky stuff. Um, <laughs> so I guess it's not completely pointless. Um, I guess I'm just I'm really trying to evaluate how much of this these storylines are actually valuable in the long term. Because um, I mean, there is a lot of stuff here that you know you sometimes think why why did this end up making the show? Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's it, it's interesting, um, and I guess it's it's partially valuable, but, yeah, it doesn't do a whole lot for me, I guess. I think there's just two bits in this scene that, yeah, like, remember in the last episode, and we'll obviously devote a lot in the last episode to kind of what we can go through. And maybe, I mean, it might have been an idea that we could have started this whole season with sort of a spoiler straight away so that we could have pointed out these along the way, but we haven't done that, so we'll, we'll do that in our final episode for this season. Um, but here we go. All right, now, I'm just going to point this out there that I definitely feel this should be a nominee for a final five scene of the season just because it's so iconic when it comes to Nit Tuck. Like, I'm not necessarily saying, like, this is the best scene of the season, but I think, again, as I mentioned at the top of this episode, when people remember this episode, you just have to mention the paper bag. And I kind of feel yeah. that this is one of those scenes that is so iconic in the series of this show over six seasons that this surely has to be in the conversation for a final five scene. Um, so we've got uh, Abby showed up to Christian's house. She's she's found it all right. The cock sign was up in the, sign, uh, the, the sky. Um, and, you know, sort of talking about going for dinner, but Christian's like, oh, no, let's stay in. Uh, you know, it's a white wine spritzer. It's got less calories. Um, and, you know, Christian kind of being a bit charming here. Like, oh, Christian's gotten a bit happy all of a sudden. It's all like, you know, just uh, making sure that you're, you know, I don't want you too drunk so you can be fully conscious of what's happening next. Um, and, you know, it's like, <laughs> when she leans to kiss him, and it's like, what are you doing? You look like a trout. 
<laughs> it's like, okay, bit of a dick Christian moment. But then it's like, oh, why don't you go make yourself more comfortable? And it's like, well, I didn't bring anything. It's like, oh, I went shopping today. Off you, off you go. It's in the bedroom. Okay. So she goes into the bedroom. There's a paper bag on the bed. <laughs> Nothing else. And she's like, I don't understand. And it's like, oh, well, that's a, that's a bag. It's like, yeah, I did go shopping. You know, I went grocery shopping and I recycle. <laughs> I just love Christian's line there. And then again, she's just like got this shot look on her face. And then he just basically says, if you want to have sex with me, you'll need to put the bag on your head. Uh, and I remember watching this guy like, holy crap, like really? And then just the look on her face and just like Christian, just absolute mega dickery. This is probably the ultimate mega dickery scene of Christian in all six seasons of Nip Tuck. And he's just basically like, you know, do you want me or not? And she's just like, yes. Like, just the way she does it. And then we get this scene of... I mean, we shouldn't be laughing at this scene because, like, let's be honest, this is brutal. This is horrible. But it kind of does look funny, this woman with a paper bag on her head getting her sex. That sounds well, so I think it's probably the way, like... It's the way, kind of, like, the, the, the bag wobbles around. Yeah. And I think probably I think probably that we can... we can The reason that we can chuckle about it is because of how this how the episode ends. I think, you know, if, if it doesn't end on the tone that it does and, you know, on, on her reaction to it right at the end, then this has a very different kind of you know so um yeah i mean it's just it's not so much laughing it's just it's so absurd you know that's the thing about it and it's meant to be really absurd so yeah i mean it's um it it is just it's um one of those iconic moments um for all the all the right and wrong reasons you know it it, um it it shows christian at his worst um but that's not necessarily a bad thing i I want this guy to be a bit of an asshole you know he is a bit of an anti-hero and um yeah i mean it's 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 brutal it's really brutal but um you know it ends up having an interesting payoff at the end of the episode i'll I'll say that much and uh, just the music too it's just kind of silent you just kind of get that like that famous nip tuck like sort of sort of music and just as she sort of removes a bag and she's kind of like crying and has a bit of a smirk and then obviously just the blank look on Christian's face as it as it goes off. Like, it's just, yeah. I mean, again, as I said, this has got to be in the conversation for a top five scene at the end of this season. Um, so yeah. iconic. Um, but anyway, so we'll obviously get a bit more of Abby to come. Uh, she'll, she'll be back uh, in this episode as well as another one. Um, but we, we get... Uh, uh, I've just called, I've just written here Josh. What is his name again? Oliver Brandt, Corporal Brandt. I'm just going to call him Josh. That's yeah. who he was on Popular. So Josh is easy to remember. Um, getting dressed and um, obviously his face is all fixed. And obviously Quinton's here is kind of like you know, oh, you're going to be a man and tell the truth, or you're going to you know get me fired. And I like, I will say, bit of a cringeworthy line when he turns around and says, "Why would I want to save your sorry ass?" As much as I enjoyed it, like it's kind of like. Uh, Really? Okay. Um, but he, obviously, we find out that Quinton's contacted his superior officer, told him that he was gay and that he would swear under oath. And, uh, obviously, Josh reacts, goes to get him, and Quinton kind of throat punches him. Uh, and, yeah, obviously, a bit of a stand-up Team Quinton moment. That leads us into, excuse me, with hiccups all of a sudden. Um, we're into a surgery scene, and kind of Quinton sort of rocks up as our ongoing trope here, Nick, that we discovered that anyone can just walk into surgery uh, here at McNamara, Troy. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, like, real, like, inappropriate line from Christian. Like, you know, this is the sort of stuff that today would he definitely get into trouble for sexual harassment when he's like, oh, where are you off to? you got to head down the docks. I believe some sailors have arrived. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like, not very nice there, Christian. I know you're a real dick this episode, but anyway, you know, I'm more offended by that than the paper bag scene, Ben says. <laughs> <laughs> but he basically quittens in here and he's kind of like, oh, I'm here to let you know that I'm going to let that you buy me out of the contract, 50 cents to the dollar. Um, and he's like, oh, I'll get our lawyers to draw it up. No, I've got the contract here. And, you know, again, this surgery obviously isn't that important because Sean can just take his gloves off and who cares about sanitary <laughs> reasons? <laughs> just signs the contract so I can Christian. Um, and then he sort of walks out and it's kind of like, oh, sad to see you go. He's like, oh, no, I'm staying here in Miami. I've signed on to the uh, plastic surgeon in residence at Delamere. And it's kind of like dramatic. And we've got that song like, love to hate you. Like, it's kind of like, it's a real like gangster Quinton scene. Like, you know, drop mic. Like, yeah, Quinton, you own this. Just don't get Hold used on, can to I, this. Can I just... Please do. Yeah, can I just break in for a minute? How much do you think it costs to set up a, a plastic surgeon's off, um, you know, a surgery um, anywhere? Like, what's the, what's the cost associated with that? 
a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, talk, we're talking in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, yeah. You know, poss- possibly even a million if, you, if you're looking at something that's, you know, kind of state-of-the-art and going to be able to do the, the kind of things that these guys do. Um, so Julia is suddenly going to have that outlay. And on top of that, um, she's not mentioned this to Sean or Christian. It's like, oh, by the way, I'm about to set up um, in competition with you guys. Um, it's just, it's, it's, uh, this is one of those stretches, uh, credibility to breaking point type of thing that just, it, it doesn't really work. I think if we got a little bit more about, oh, we're doing some, you know, some basic kind of nose jobs or something like that, um, but we kind of don't get that. And I think the kind of scene we see of him next time, he's actually, it's a full on kind of surgery, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah I. I it just it, yeah, this just feels like a really convenient little little um, plot twist that yeah really annoys me. Which is again one of my many 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 problems of the next episode. It's kind of what we will get resolution with this, and it's kind of like again, it's just the absolute dickery they treat Quinton. This is why I kind of like this thing because it's kind of like yeah, Quinton, go Quinton. You know, he's got a moment here. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, it's kind of like, but I mean, this is kind of what annoys me about the Delamere storyline, which, you know, kind of stemmy spoiler and the fact that I, I'm not as down on it as you are, but like kind of how quickly it gets swept under the rug in season four. Like we just get a passing line. Oh, that was just forgotten about. Remember when I had that spa? Not anymore. Okay. Bye. So it's kind of yeah. like, she's rolling in it, Julia, if she can afford this. So, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but the one, the other line here, the real kind of like the line, I can't remember if it's Sean or Christian says it's like, oh, so where are you going now? Going back to Atlanta for a new crop of patients to bugger? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's definitely, a, I, I can never imagine Sean uttering the word bugger. I think that that's, it's definitely a Christian line. There's no doubt about that. Oh, God. And the other thing I noticed here too, like, as he walks off and he's got like, you know, the the gangster Quentin look on his face and Sean and Christian are like, oh my God, we've got competition. Like... Why is there a glass window for surgery? Do people, like, walk down the halls at McNamara Troy and go, Oh, my God, you're ripping people's faces off! Like- well, I think I, I think these guys have um, a bit of a fascination with glass. I mean, obviously, we know Christian from his own house, his apartment. Um, yeah, I think there's there's definitely a, a, an issue with these guys. They they do like their see-through glass quite a bit. Yeah, true. And we get the final scene, and again, similar to what we had last episode, we kind of have a couple of scenes in both of these last two episodes, and again, I'm going to put this in the conversation for a final five moment. Um, this, oh, like, Christian walks in, he's got a letter on his desk, and he opens it up, and we hear Kimba, you know, dear Christian, you know, I hope you've moved on and barely remember my name, and, you know, we just kind of get this letter, and it's like, oh, you know, here it is, Kimba's finally explaining why she left him, like, oh, you know, he's going to get a bit of closure. And, like, he does, I guess, because he's reading this, and he, he doesn't know, obviously, what we're seeing. And then we kind of get this cutaway, this tense music, and we see sort of somebody writing this letter in a dark room, bits of the wedding dress, and there's kind of a shot of the wedding dress with kind of, like, a bit of blood on it. Like, oh, what's going on here? And then, obviously, dun-dun-dun, plot twist, here's the carver. Um, and he's obviously forcing her to write this letter, because she obviously says, like, don't try and find me. Her, her lips are being cut, and, you know, obviously, she's like, why are you doing this? And, you know, here's the carver just, like, being all evil. We haven't seen the carver in a long time, so he's back. Um, and then just kind of, like, gives a letter, thank you, we hear a scream, it cuts. And then it just kind of, like, cuts, like, with the music straight to, to Abby's back. Um, and then kind of just like, you know, I love Christian's line where he's like, oh, you've just found an ounce of respect to come tell me that you, that I'm an asshole. And then, you know, just like, I just love her delivery here. Abby, Rebecca, Metz, the way she's kind of like, you know, oh, we have something in common. You know, I know you hate me. I hate me too. You know, and those weren't tears of pain. They were tears of happiness. You know, I had the first orgasm of my life with you. You know, I, I, I looked this up. I'm a, what is it? A, a Mac? I can never pronounce that word. She likes pain, basically. She gets off in pain. And then, you know, we're perfect for each other. You know, I'll, you know, here's my number. I'll wear the bag again with the number, like a number on the bag. Just, you know, whenever you need me. And then kind of she walks off. Christian's like, be at my place tonight at nine. And then just this shot at the end, it kind of just closes. Christian just like crying his eyes out. Just like, because he's got his back to Abby this whole time. Like, again, got to be in the question for a final five. Like, we've got four from the last two episodes. Um, So, 
Yeah, this is just such a... Like, what a twist. Again, as I said, I had no clue that this was going to happen. And just the way that the Carver's brought back into it, this is why, like, again, we've sort of forgotten about the Carver storyline, but for the most part, the Carver storyline's great. It's what's so memorable about Season 3 and why this is the season that that's remembered for and why it had its highest ratings. But, yeah, I'm just, I just loved this twist. This blew me away when I saw this. I think it's really well shot, too, in that, you, you know, you kind of get a couple of scenes of, of Kimber kind of in this this kind of darkened room and you're not entirely sure where she is and you know like and it slowly becomes apparent that she's been captured you know she's still in her wedding dress and you know and it, I think that that's really cool I do like one of the things though that I do laugh about this is that surely you'd be worried that she'd be getting a bit of blood on those those letters and you wouldn't want that so <laughs> I, I, that, yeah. that always kind of makes me laugh but yeah no I think I think it is really well done it's a nice reveal um and yeah, I think I agree with what you're saying. It's, it's quite this, this nice emotional moment at the end. Um, and you know, one of the things is that we get with this Abby character is that she talks way too much, and he he just doesn't really want to hear it. And um, I, you know, they kind of visualise that really well by him basically turning his back to her as she's talking. Um, yeah, so I, th- I think that's good. I think that this is a necessary scene for this episode. I think if you if you leave this Abby character. Um, without this then you know we're talking sexual assault really you know like um, w- with Christian and that you know that earlier scene so you kind of need this to kind of give Christian that I don't know I, I don't really know how to say it but you know it kind of it makes it feel like you know basically she's saying she enjoyed it so it's not a problem and you know I'm not sure that that's the correct attitude to have either but it kind of gives him an out I guess to to not feel bad about it not that I for a second think that he did um, but yeah I think it's it's a necessary scene at the end of this episode yeah absolutely what a way to end it and um yeah i mean just kind of let's remember the car was still around and poor old kimber's the the victim of the car and we'll get some great stuff with this moving forward obviously when we eventually kind of get a bit more to this which will be in a couple more episodes folks um but yes so that's uh abby mays um and i guess we can get into our buy it bin it rent it unless you got anything to add i mean what 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 are we doing here nick what are you doing here, I should um, say? <laughs> yeah, it's a hard one because I think there's a lot of really interesting stuff in this episode. Um, and, you know, like, I think it's like we've said a couple of times, there's a, a, at least one iconic scene in this episode. And, you know, sometimes that's been enough to give it a buy. Um, for me, it's I'm going to make it a rent. Um, wow. Because okay. I think, well, there is so, I think, yeah, I think there's some good stuff in here, but I think, um, I think there's just too much filler for me. Um, so. Yeah, maybe I'm being harsh. This is one of those ones where I normally I kind of just go for if I'm if I'm flirting between bin and I'm uh, sorry between rent and buy, then I'll I'll generally go for buy. But for me, for whatever reason, I think this one probably it's not quite there. Um, even though I think yeah, you're right. There are some some great scenes, and we'll be talking about stuff in this episode in terms of top five moments. So definitely not taking anything away from that. But I just feel like there's enough not interesting or not important stuff in this episode um, that I'm, I'm going to make it a rent. And it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a close one for me, for sure. See, I, I disagree with that. I mean, this is obviously definitely a buy for me, but I think it's got some very important stuff. I kind of think kind of just the, the resolution of the Kimber situation. Obviously, we've got to set a bit of Quentin Sean, sort of like what's happening in Quentin moving forward, kind of like what's going to, you know, I know it kind of gets terribly handled in the next episode. But, um... Yeah, and I, I don't know. I just kind of think there's some very important stuff in it. Um, so, and like, yeah, I just, in terms of just Christian himself, just one of my favorite Ultimate Christian episodes, even though he's just an absolute dick. You always remember Abby in the paper bag storyline um, and just the twist. Like, oh, again, like, if I had to rank like my top 10 personal shocking moments I've ever seen on a twist in television, it's probably my top 10. I just, I just had no clue. Like, not, like, you know, sometimes when you're watching a show and you kind of get a bit of an inkling, like, just nowhere this came out of me. For me, it's up there with a, a very famous death in House of Cards. It's like, whoa, where did that come from? Like, holy shit. Yeah, and I, I think for me, um, you know, one of the things that um, I probably, you know, we talked last episode that I really liked Christian's reaction to kind of being left at the altar, and I liked that there wasn't the tears and all that kind of thing. And, and then obviously we get the tears in this episode. And um, so I think it detracts from that original um, kind of reaction from him um, and I think probably for me is that there's not enough of the kind of Sean Christian dynamic that we got in that last episode that I really enjoyed so it, to me it feels like a little bit of a, a, a backward step after a really good recovery last episode which you know recovered us from some a, a pretty bad string of episodes so um, 
it, I'm, I'm totally with you there. I think it's a great episode. Um, and, um, you know, we, when we start to come to a couple more of these episodes in the season, um, I'm, I might be regretting not making this a, a buy. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand solid and make it a rent. Well, speaking of bad episodes, um, we... <laughs> wow. Um, episode 12, Sal Perry. Um, going to say this right now. Probably the worst episode of Nip Tuck in the history of all 100 episodes. This episode is terrible. I'm not even going to hide my <laughs> opinions of this going into it. Um, this just is such a terrible episode. It's like... It's got one scene in it that you can argue has any connection to this entire storyline. It's just like, and there's just this one scene in it. There's this one scene that just like this episode is bad enough and then you're just going to make it so terrible and it's something that's just not even pointed out at any point in the history of this show moving forward. Um, I really can find nothing good in this next episode. And that, this is to me like when we literally will rank these episodes. Like even the fact that, yeah, we kind of get to see Julia being a bit of a doctor. Like even that's terrible. Like it's got Mitch Pelegian. It's got Skinner from the X-Files in it. And even he's terrible in it. So like, yeah, I mean, I just can, this is one of these TV episodes that I honestly like, at least when it came to Granville Trap, there was maybe a few things in it I could find redeeming. Agatha Rip had that iconic scene in it. Like, I'm thinking all the ones I've been so far. Tommy Bolton, Hannah Tradesco. I can find things in it that I like. Um, but no, I, I really think there's nothing in this episode I'm going to find redeeming. So, yeah, I'm saying this right now, and we're not even starting to talk about this yet. We're about to recap the worst episode of Nip Tuck. <laughs> well, I think it'll be interesting to see if it if it does measure up there because um, I mean you've been pretty vocal about that and fair enough and it'll be interesting to see what I think of it. Um, you know, if I'm there with you, I suspect I probably will be. Um, but yeah, I mean we, we've teased it for a long time, so I mean let's just let's just sit back and enjoy the fact that we're going to rip shit out of this. I mean we might as well. There's nothing else to enjoy, so we might as well just enjoy um, you know tearing this to shreds. It's either going to be our longest or our shortest ever episode. I don't I don't know which way that will go. <laughs> Um, I found in our third watch rewatch is like the really good episodes are actually kind of short because we've got nothing to criticize it about. So it's kind of like we're just glowingly how good it is. But yeah, uh, like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, and you can subscribe, of course, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, leave us some feedback while we're there. Uh, email us, theoznetwork at hotmail.com or also our website, theoznetwork.net. And by all means, if you want to skip next week, we won't hold it against you. Like just, you know, even the one after that, like skip two episodes and you kind of get to the last two of Nip Tuck's probably good uh, for season three. Um, but yes, we look forward, sort of, to coming back next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Ben, and I'm just going to go grab a paper bag. And uh, my name's Nick, and uh, why don't you head down to the docks? So here's a whole bunch of sailors that have arrived with three-day passes. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.